0: Kia ora and welcome to the back catalogue of Coffee Time Theology. Uh, today's episode is about Sabbath and lockdown, and we hope you find that a little interesting. Cheers. Life in lockdown is quite weird compared to normal life. We are obviously restricted in where we can go and what we can do. And with most people, if they can, they're working from home if they're an essential worker they can go to work but for the vast majority of the country we are in our houses for the 99 percent of the the week and people who are working from home there's a real danger whenever anyone's working from home that people never really stop working because you're in well because you're home you kind of work, I think, maybe less productively than you would in the office for people who are used to working in an office. Mm. But what kind of seems to happen is, from the people I've talked to, it's kind of like you're working at like 60% but all the time. So you've got, like you might stop for a coffee whenever you want or go to the fridge or for a snack or whatever, maybe do the dishes or do a do something like in the middle of your work. But you never really stop the working kind of concept in your head you're thinking about what comes next you're always just in the state of work instead of say perhaps when you go into an office or you you go somewhere for work maybe you work at like 90% working because no one's ever like realistically at 100% working all the time because you'll stop for coffee and you know all of that stuff but you're at work and you're working and then when you go home you stop because it's this this definite shift you're in one place for work, you're in one place for not work. And I think it's easy to just keep working all the time and there's like the slow burn of work always happening. I mean, last night, I, um, after dinner, I was thinking about the admin that I didn't do before dinner. And so I sat down and started doing budget prep and probably spent an hour and a half, uh, if not longer, going through the budget just because my head was in a space of work and I hadn't changed... The physical moving from one place to another, the physical space actually is really helpful to, to shift our mindset. And so I think it can be really easy to not shut off, especially when we kind of compound that with weekends not being much different to weekdays at the moment, especially because we can't go out and do anything, uh, rhythms like church or Saturday sports or even uh, going to, you know, Saturday morning brunch or going to have coffee with your kids or hot chocolate or, you know, those kind of rhythms that we have in life, they tell us that something's different about a, a weekend than a weekday. And right now those are kind of gone unless you're really, really disciplined about it.
1: So there's there's been kind of this... Huge blurring of the lines and of the edges of all of the different areas in our life. So, all of the work that we normally do at work, whatever that might be, now a lot of us are doing that at home alongside all of the work that we do at home, like you know, laundry and dishes and all of that sort of stuff, as well as everything else that we do any socializing, any of that sort of stuff. Now, it's all just sort of mashed into the same space. And everything sort of blurs into each other. So instead of having mentally a list of stuff that you have to do at work and then a a separate list of stuff that you have to do when you get home, you know, I finish work and I go home and I have to go to the supermarket and then cook dinner and then do the dishes and then there's some laundry to do and then I'm done for the day. Mm. But instead, it's just this big giant list that has everything on it for work and for home and... Suddenly, we sort of don't know where the edges are and where we can stop.
0: Yeah, and some people really thrive in that. You know, people people have been working from home for a long time. Um, I was watching a video the other day. I think it was a gaming video. Someone who makes videos for uh, World of Warcraft, actually. Um, and she was asked the question, you know, how do you work from home and how do you have your 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 home life now impact that? And she said she is she's lucky enough to have a a work office and a play office like at her house so like there's there's, like two studies for her and her partner one's where she goes if she's working and the other one's where she goes where she wants to use a computer that's not for work and Mm. it lets her go like so she's like when she's working she gets up and she's like no it's a work day so I'm in clothes that I will work in Mm. Um, not like a uniform or like formal wear but you know these are like my work clothes There, she made a comment they're still as comfortable as pajamas but they're not her pajamas and that's really important you know (laughs) and, and it has these these specific things set aside but for those of us who don't normally have that kind of thing i think the discipline of of rest and stopping could be quite easily lost between all of these different types of work blurring together and just blurring together around the time we have to do them as well is even the evenings that may you may never have worked before, now it's actually not that different than the middle of the day from where you worked if you if you're still at home. And I think that's that's what brings us to talk about Sabbath today.
1: So Sabbath comes to us in Christianity. It comes from the history of the Hebrews and the Jewish people in the Old Testament. Yeah. And right from Genesis chapter one, the very first chapter of the Bible we see a rhythm of seven days Hmm. and there's lots of different thoughts about Genesis and lots of different thoughts about how you should read it. But Mm -hmm. ultimately this practice of six days of work followed by a day of rest is one that has followed the people of Israel uh, through all of their history and has now come through into Christianity and embedded itself in Western culture. So we have this seven day rhythm with one day being set aside for rest and this rhythm wasn't only in days, it was also in, in years and in years of years. So there was a seven-year rhythm for the crops and then there was a 40... Sorry,
0: so for the crops, there's like, like resting the field after six years. As yeah, year. so... Right.
1: So it's like crop rotation. Crop stuff. rotation yeah. sort of stuff, you know, in a, but in a rhythm of seven years. Hmm. And then there was this rhythm of in the seventh seventh year... That gets so like a bit the confusing. The
0: 49th year? Yes, okay. the
1: 49th yep. year um, was a year of Jubilee, and that meant that anyone who came to that year in debt, that debt was forgiven. And anyone who had lost family or had broken connections, that was the year to recreate them. Hmm. And anyone who found themselves suffering in that year, the community made a special effort to pick everyone back up again so that going out of that year everyone had a level playing field once again
0: right so it's like a that year was a year of I guess rest but also restoration uh yes. rest oration oh sorry that's not funny um <laughs> but you know so from that year not just an individual was rested but the whole community was rested and all the burdens from the previous 48 years that have kind of built up for people they've, they've rested every seven years but some stuff carries over so in that year like none no, of this is a line in the sand we are resting from all that and just leaving it behind
1: yeah so it's like nobody owes anybody anything you know all debts are forgiven hmm. everybody's burdens are lifted hmm. let's go forward together
0: yeah cool cool so how do you what does the sabbath look like for you now it's 2020 you're probably not uh sabbathing crop crops crop, crops
1: I don't sabbath my you don't crops. Don't sabbath
0: no. your crops. That's not a verb, is it? No. Sabbath. How do you sab- How do you practice sabbath?
1: How do I practice sabbath? Yeah. For the majority of Christian folks, the encouragement is to make Sunday a day of rest. Mm. But that doesn't really work for pastors. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because for us, that's a day of work, and we put in our work to make that a day of rest for everybody else. Mm. So we have to, as a discipline find rest in other places Mm. for me one thing that I find really helpful is actually hobbies yeah and giving myself permission to do things that aren't useful during the week so one of the things I do is I dance as a hobby and having a set aside time every week where I leave the workspace and I leave The homes, home work space Mm -hmm. To go somewhere else And do something that has no practical purpose You know, you can say that there are fringe benefits Like it helps your fitness And it's good for socialising and meeting people But it serves no practical purpose And for me, I find that restful
0: Yeah, okay, yeah Because, like, in theory As a society It's it's five days of work Two days of rest It's kind of how the weekend functions But, functionally Saturday is often Often a work day It's just not the work you're paid for, eh? Like in in society in general You've got Monday to Friday You might actually go to a job And you work for money then And then on Saturday You do the work that's required To keep your house kind of functioning
1: Yeah, it's like the work of life, you know? Yeah It's like I need to trim my hedges And mow the lawns And gosh, the car really needs a wash And we need to do some errands Because all of our glasses got broken or
0: yeah yeah because the, the six-year-old keeps dropping them yeah maybe the bowls mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and so like society as a, as a whole even western society used to have sundays where malls were closed and all shops were closed to kind of force that rest onto people and force businesses to provide a day of rest mm. and so traditionally like you, like you said christians often use sunday as a day of rest but again as you said doesn't doesn't really work for us because well sundays are restful i think it's just it's different because we put in if we put in the work to give other people rest day like you said yeah so i like that um sabbath doesn't have to look like sunday yeah and sabbath isn't necessarily just doing doing different work yeah because because some would consider saturday a day of sabbath potentially but for us it's a day where it's like actually we have to do everything that we would we need to do with um, our family in terms of errands, errands for our son, errands for us. Mm. Uh, all of that stuff happens on Saturday, so it doesn't really become a day of rest. And that, I guess, it becomes a day of rest when we focus on like family day. You know, mm. like let's have some fun, let's do something silly. But yeah, that's interesting.
1: So, what do you do to practice Sabbath?
0: For me, I I had really thought about this a couple of years ago on a, a review or a consult something we had to fill out a form a form some form for, um, for something reason. yeah there's a question on how do you practice Sabbath. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get in trouble. Because I've got a right down bit Like, I don't know. Um, And then I sat down and thought about it and thought about the rhythms of my week. And like you, I, for me, it's hobbies. So one of the things is that I had, and the day changes and stuff, but I had, like, a standing appointment of, like, 7 o'clock on a Monday night with a bunch of of friends, friends who are Salvation Army officers, friends who aren't part of the Salvation Army, just a group of different friends. And on 7 o'clock... On a Monday night, we played video games together. And it almost didn't matter what the video game was. It was about the time of being like, everything, we can go there and we can debrief our weeks. And then we can just leave that all behind and just be silly. And just kind of do something that, uh, some nights it would feel productive, and some nights it really wouldn't. And it was okay because that was a practice that we put in place. To find Sabbath, to find a day where or a time where we could put aside everything else, we could go for advice and chat about things, which carried some work stuff, and then that was done, and we put that aside, and we we did something, mm. you know, and we did something genuinely together to rest. And I think in that, like, it was it was quite a different when I realised like that's a deliberate time I do this, as opposed to any other time where I might just go play video games or yeah. you know watch TV or. You know, there was, a, there was a difference between doing nothing and practicing Sabbath.
1: I guess for me, it's that that feeling of procrastination. It's, mm. you know, uh, sometimes there's such a big list of things that you know you should be doing, but you don't want to do anything or you don't feel that you can do anything. So instead, you sit on the couch scrolling through Facebook for two hours. <laughs> and that's, That
0: was a very specific, that was too real.
1: That was too real. <laughs> Um, and that's, you know, I I found when I first considered that and thought of that, I thought I was actually really challenged about being intentionally unproductive instead of just being unproductive. Hmm. And the difference between actually intentionally stepping out from underneath that list of shoulds into doing something and using it as a time of rest. Hmm.
0: So Sabbath, actually for you, carried the, the intentionality of it. You had to choose this is the time of, of Sabbath as opposed to this is the time of I'm not doing anything else so I'm going to blow.
1: Yeah, this is wasting time. Right.
0: Because there could be um, quite a sense of, of doing nothing right now in our community and in our, in our country because there are a lot of people who can't work from home. You know, There are a lot of people who are at home and they can't go out, they can't do all the things that they normally do and so they could feel you know I'm, I'm doing nothing but it doesn't actually necessarily mean that people are resting. Mm. In fact, there's, there's actually an air of worry and frustration that makes it quite hard to rest. You know, people are worried about what the economy is going to look like. People are worried about friends and family who have been exposed to the virus. What does this mean for our kids? You know, what does this mean for when school goes back? Is school going to be the same? Like our son's life is potentially altered forever. Is altered forever, actually, because of COVID-19 and the impacts this will have on life for the next Ten years, you
1: know. There's been things going around on the internet about you know how our grandparents had behaviours because of the Great Depression. Yeah. That you know, I thought it was really weird that my grandma saved tea bags until my mum explained to me that that was you know because you have to get as much use out of them as you can
0: because you don't know when you because you don't know
1: when you can next get supplies. Yeah. So, you know, I, there's this picture of you know a mental image of an old lady hanging out the tea bags on the washing line to dry. Yeah. And then gathering them all in to use them again, and that doesn't make sense to a lot of people. But maybe we will have behaviours, and Jesse will have behaviours, like obsessively washing his hands every time <laughs> he touches anything, or yeah. you know yelling at people when they touch their face.
0: Yeah.
1: That won't make sense to his kids.
0: Yeah, and so there's there's this this air of of worry and and concern that I think dwelling on those things or even those things sitting in the back of our mind, that actually makes it quite hard to, to be in a space of rest. And I, I like this, this quote I read a couple of years ago. I think it was while we were at training college studying to be Salvation Army officers uh, and the many, many, many readings that we did for assignments. and th- I think it was in one of those. Uh, but there was a quote that basically said, Sabbath is choosing to act like the work is all finished when it's not. So on the Sabbath or in your time of Sabbath, the to-do list is done, even though it's not. You know, like, so you're not sitting there waiting for Sabbath to be over, waiting for your rest period to be over, so you can go straight back into it. You're putting aside all of that worrying and planning, and just everything right now is okay. Everything is done. I don't have anything on the table to do. And right now, I just get to settle in to be, into rest. And that's quite countercultural, quite different to a lot of the messages of ways to be productive. In lockdown, when we uh, first went into lockdown, we we're about to go into lockdown. I um, put a, a silly video on on our Facebook and Instagram of you know five things you can do over the next four weeks of lockdown, um, ranging from shaving your head to doing fitness challenges to reading the Gospels, because you know those are all good things. Maybe not shaving your head; that one's arguable, but they're all good things to do for yourself over the lockdown, ways to be productive. In all that, was, I was trying to give people something to do. This is how you be productive when you can't leave your house. You know, but you're allowed to not be productive right now. And I wonder what the benefits are for uh, people who have been forced to stop. And when they've been forced to stop, they actually chose to rest. Mm-hmm. They actually chose to practice Sabbath. I'm reminded of the scripture uh, in Matthew 11 uh, verses 28 and 29 Where Jesus says Come to me all you who are weary and burdened And I will give you rest Take my yoke upon you and learn from me For I am gentle and humble in heart And you will find rest for your souls We had a couple of thoughts we wanted to leave you with uh, After our uh, discussion today The first being that you don't have to be productive in lockdown.
1: This can be a time where we step out from underneath that giant list of shoulds, where we can step outside of that procrastination zone and actively do something restful. You know, whether that's taking a bath, reading that novel that you've always wanted to read but haven't had the time, even if you still don't have the time you're allowed to step back and make that time.
0: Hmm. Consider what a rhythm of rest or a rhythm of Sabbath means for you at this time.
1: You know, rhythms don't have to be weekly. That's where the history comes from, and there is this history of the seven days, but at this time when all of our days are blurring together and we don't necessarily know what time it is or what day of the week it is, you know, it could be a weekly rhythm or it could be a daily rhythm. It could be choosing a time in your day where you go for a run.
0: And in that time of rest that you choose and that rhythm you set up, consider what it means to come to Jesus, weary and burdened. Consider what it means to come before God and find rest for your souls.
1: We can bring all of our baggage to him. Hmm. We don't need to go into a time of rest carrying everything mm. he's there and he's told us to give it to him
0: yeah and that's a cool image of it's time for me to rest God but I can't because I've got this heavy backpack you know mm. there's no way for me to rest right now so I'm going to hand it over um, because your burden is light you know and you you can take it and in this time I choose to rest and, and sabbath and once that's done, even looking at that bag and being like, actually, like, I don't need all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, some of that is stuff that Jesus is taking care of. Now potentially not like the dishes, you know. Some of the burdens um, of life and the realities of life, you, you you can't just leave with Jesus because
1: I keep praying but he still doesn't do those it dishes. He doesn't
0: do the dishes, you know. Um, but guilt and shame or things that actually make it harder Um, to just live like those are burdens that you never have to pick back up again you can choose to leave them with Jesus after your rest
1: and every time we go into this time of Sabbath there's an opportunity to re-look at what it is that we do and why we do it you know when we we take that backpack off and give it to him we can sit with him and go through it and be like you know what I'm going to take that up and I'm going to throw that away Mm. and so when I put that backpack on it's a little bit lighter and easier for me to go forward from here
0: what does rest for your soul look like in this time of of lockdown in this time where we are forced by circumstances to at least pause a little bit what does rest for your soul actually look like Lord help us to find rest and peace at this time. We ask that you reveal to us a new understanding of Sabbath, a new understanding of what it means to rest in you. And we ask that you help us to find Mm -hmm. it, help us to carve out that time in our schedules where we can just rest in you. In your mighty name we pray.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: everyone for listening to our podcast we really do encourage you to find an opportunity to rest maybe listening to this podcast has been an opportunity for you to rest maybe putting on some music afterwards uh, and just going for a walk uh, maybe around your garden or or around the streets keeping distance from other people is an opportunity to rest
1: maybe put on your favourite album and have a little bit of a boogie in your living room
0: Hmm. put aside the worries and burdens Uh, thanks for your time and we we genuinely pray that you're having a, a great week and that you find opportunities to get to know both yourself and your rhythms and the rhythms of rest that God has encouraged us to put in place. Until next time, bye!